You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. than ever. It's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew. Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right, welcome back. It is the unofficial 40 podcast from Soonerscoop.com here on a Wednesday. Uh, it is, I want to say, May the 12th, I believe that is the correct date. Uh, we will be welcoming in uh, Matt Damon a little bit later on, talk about his new movie, Stillwater. Uh, and we're joined by the entire crew, Eddie, Bob, uh, and Josh. It looks good. What? I'm going to see I'm gonna see the movie, Stillwater. <laughs> we're not going to be joined by Matt hot. Damon. I think she was a theta up at Stillwater, up at OSU. Maybe. Maybe a Kappa. Maybe a Pi-Fi. Maybe a Pi-Fi. All the other ones are pretty fat, I think. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Roy I'm not familiar. And what are you, gentlemen. Eddie? What what size would you consider yourself? Well, guys, it, it doesn't matter for guys. <laughs> Is this getting into my? I'm uh, I'm attacking Eddie. You can you, you're continuing to attack big bread and big dairy. I've decided to attack big SUV. That's a take. I didn't know that that was out there. What what do you mean, big SUV? Well, I've I've been car shopping, although let's face it, I'm going to Eskridge Lexus, and they're they're they've been fantastic. Like we're it, we're in such a weird world right now. It's like I think, by the way, the, I think you're going to win the hellstorm. I oh, think you I won. won. I think I you claim victory. Yeah, I got a lot of money. For I, my car. I mean, it's good to have insurance, I guess. It's yeah, State Farm. Shout out to State Farm. <laughs> if, if you didn't have insurance, it might be a little bit tougher. And we'll find out on the house part. The the adjuster was over yesterday, so we'll see how much they give me there. But we're gonna need a new roof, so it better be pretty good. Uh, but no, uh, it's just a weird time right now because everything is insane. Like we're an economy of all demand and no supply. Like Eskridge literally had like twelve cars on the lot. And even if you do have a car, you can't get gas in some places. Then, unless you got a plastic bag, apparently, <laughs> you don't need to go anywhere that bad. That by is the way. a good question. How do you get gas from the plastic bag into your car, Josh? Do you know the plastic bag into your car? People are literally taking like plastic shopping bags to the gas station and filling them with gas. Holy hell. I think it's it's, a an, it's another one of those things that we don't understand here in middle America where it's plentiful. Right? Yeah, I was going to say I I've well, never 20 I just topped off the gas tank last night just kind of <laughs> cuz I was at the gas station. 27% of the uh gas stations over a quarter of the gas stations in North Carolina currently do not have gas, Josh. Holy shit. See, and uh, this got, is the, a, a pipeline got hacked, which by I, the Russians. I mean, it got oh, hacked, no. so they, they shut down the gas line. It, it's basically we have come full circle, and instead of hoarding and 
uh, buying up all the teepee, we are now buying up all the gas, which and lumber no though. Sense. I mean, there are people like that. Uh, the housing market is insane right now. Like yes, restaurants can't get people to work for them because they're all working for dispensaries. It's unbelievable. Like it's it's it is insane out there right now. I had a dog on the uh, my neighbor had his dog on his roof the other day. I saw that. That's insane. <laughs> Should have just told the guys. Jump. When no, we built that's down the, the last street. thing you want. Uh, you want to deal with a dog with broken legs? It's not your dog. Oh my god! You know what they did How to Old Yeller, right? Are you? They shot well, Old not Mike Yeller. Vick over he was here. Rabbit. He got bit by a rattlesnake. Yeah, Eddie, so I will support you in your hatred of most human people, but dogs is too far. Oh, so I, mean, I know. This is like, I am pro dog. I am pro I'm dog. I'm afraid for your job right now because Josh dog. is on the other line. I'm pro dog. That- I, I I am the guy that will watch the sappy bullshit like commercials, the dogs. I'm like, I need to give them like five bucks. Like I need to give that I need to call them and well, let Marley them know. Morally me action. Oh, dude, can't do I, I Tiffany, like we were literally we were gonna name masochistic is is if, if you like watching that movie over and over, then you really have I don't, no soul. I don't know if I've said this before. I wanted to name Layla Marley because I've I've just loved that name and I I've always liked that. And I, and it was for me. It was about Bob Marley. And she comes home. And she goes. Everybody thinks it's about the dog. And I'm like, it's not about the guy. The dog was named after him. And like, so then like, we would just there was no chance. It was cause we were naming our daughter after a dead dog in a book. So and movie. So, so you so want our daughter was, to die, Josh, prematurely? Yes, ex- exactly. Like, why do you want your daughter to die from randos? I'm like, <laughs> your friends are idiots. She can stop listening to them. By the way, Marley was like 15. Or so. I mean, he he lived a long life. He didn't die. He had a good run. Yeah, he just got old. Yeah, it happens. That's the part that you don't see in old school. Talking about old people just die. Old dogs die too. That's oh. what they do in old school. Yeah, is it old school? Yeah, it's old school. When they're at the funeral with Blue's mm-hmm. funeral. Yeah, when, when Blue dies, it's like that's what, what old people, people do. do. They die. Okay. And the old lady looks back at him. Well, Marley was like <laughs> Blue. Yeah. I yeah, mean, exactly. It was Blue's age. Exactly. When That's what died. happens. In dog years, anyway. So, I, I don't know. Once again, I don't know where we got, where we are, but we're here. You winning the war against the hailstorm. Uh, I I am winning the war against the hailstorm. Well, when I have a car, I will I will have won the war. When I have a new roof, I will I think will we have went all the war. way back to, uh, you said that you were attacking big SUV. Well, yeah, that was the thing, is like... It's not okay. Like, we live in... Big SUV has launched a smear campaign against expectant fathers that is basically this. You're a shitty person if you don't buy an SUV and you have a child on the way. Regardless if your wife is already driving one. I think that's fact. Isn't that the way the world works? Is like <laughs> You have to have a you, you, have like to have you a spot. can't just Either go that buy... that or an F750, like Josh. Yeah, you can't just I was going to say, there buy... are two fathers on this podcast, and I don't think either drive an SUV, Eddie. Well, well, you, you, I mean, that's I mean, a, Josh, come on. The F750 is a type of SUV. Yes, you drive oh, the equivalent of the an truck. SUV. The, the new truck is basically a car with a bed attached to it. Like, it is so <laughs> nice inside. The, the, the big one was not that way. Like, it was much more like work truck kind of thing. This one is. So you don't it's have a. It's not stupid. dual cab? No, it, it's a dual cab, okay, but like it's just—it's it's a very SUV. nice and there. Oh yeah, abs- I mean, it basically is with a cab attached. You're not—you're not wrong. But no, it's like it's—you're it, shunned if you go out. Like the car that I'm buying, it's the—it's the IS three fifty. It's—it's—it's just replacing the IS that I had before. But it's like these cars are dying. Like I watch all kinds of internet videos over the weekend. 
These cars are dying because people don't buy them anymore because it's socially unacceptable for people to buy a sports sedan in this day and age. Whether it's BMW or Mercedes, like if you're a dad and you just want to keep like a sporty car, you're not allowed to because of big SUV. Honestly, probably nowadays, if you want to get that, you just go for the you you splurge. You get the SUV and then you splurge for like the you got to go buy like, like, like a sports car. Mustang yeah, or like the the actual like muscle car or whatever. I'm when you talk cars, I'm so out of the loop. I know that already. All you know about cars is that you drive them until they're so wrecked beyond repair that you get another one. I think we're back. I think we're in the market. I think we're officially yeah, a couple months I- away. <laughs> we're in the market. Is it falling apart on you? No. It, I mean, it's. I think it's just time. Paid it off. We're ready to roll. That's, that is the worst little not the worst and the best life to be living. Once it's paid off. Because you're like, I don't have a payment anymore. But at the same time, you like your brain can't stop itself from like, well, what's next? Yeah. Like now, now that it's paid off, I want to. Like you got to the finish line, and now you're like, well, now I'm going to just start all over again. See, like I'm I don't know why way. we do that. Like I'm not that Passenger way. Like I bought a seat feature. I bought a Lexus. What I'm looking up in the first place because I wanted to pay it off and then not have a car payment for like five years, which I successfully <laughs> did. Yeah, I'm doing the exact opposite. I'm paying. I paid it off, but and I'm ready to get back in. Here's the thing: knowing what I know now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy this new Lexus and I'm going to sell it back to the dealership before I get to hundred thousand miles. Yeah. And then get yep. a good trade value on another car. So I'll just keep upgrading. In laws do that a lot. Yep. I, I was going to do the that. way to go, Bob. I was going to do that with the 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 F nine fifty. But the problem was like with what Carrie's talking about with the price of everything going. My truck was worth way too much to keep it. I was like, I, I, I gotta know, sell this insane. thing. Like, it, it was just an insane value what I sold it for. And kind of the same deal with what Carrie was talking about with his car being told. When Carrie told me that number, Tiffany drives a Lexus. And I was like, I kind of wish I would have driven that to Oklahoma and let that bastard get <laughs> totaled, too. Just go on like... weather.com and seek out hailstorms and just exactly. drive there for a while. Josh, what were you doing in New Hampshire with your wife's car? I don't know, but you know what? Total that bastard. Uh, they gave me over double blue book value for my car. That's beautiful. I was shocked. So, do we need to set up a sponsorship? I mean, you know, they're kind of sponsoring you. Do they want to sponsor the podcast? Who, Kelly Blue Book? No, you, your insurance company. Yes, okay, that's who. I, that's what we're going. They oh, State you're going to make us a call. You're going to make Comrade Static really mad if you keep do- going down this line. <laughs> He's been asking the sponsor of the pod for no. I'm not even lying for four years. Sign him up. Do you know how much we charge to be on the pod? What he can pay it. He's rich. <laughs> Well, I don't know if State Farm agents are getting rich right now. Mm. They help, helped us out over here. Well, what he's most mad about is that I'm he's not my agent. It's its the old guy whose son I went oh, to high yeah. school with. I'd be pissed Duncan. off, too. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to change that. Here's doing that thing like he's doing it where he's no, like, don't I'm not, talk about I'm it. Not, don't talk don't, about I'll it. I'll talk about anything. I don't care. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. That, now, now that every, was the worst... Now every State oh, Farm agent that listens to the pod is going to be emailing me. Why would you change yeah, to just me? Hit up Carrie. Don't hit up me, Josh or Bob. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, why? I do, why is it just me? You, I likely don't even live in a state that you are licensed to operate in, so I'm fine. You, you don't want me anyway. Um, but I can hook you up with my friend James down the street. You know, place for the Rockets or did. So you know, that's uh, we we can work, work that out. That's probably a good policy. I can't wait to get this car and come to your house. Well. <laughs> Will I even be let in your neighborhood? Is there like a gate? In, in oh, you are going to Lexus? Yeah. 
I think it probably well, I mean, opens. I have, the, I have the poor Lexus, though. It's not like the LS. Hey, you know, we're not that kind of neighborhood. If you drive a car that has a, a brand of car that has a model that sells for roughly $100,000, you can come in. <laughs> but if you don't, then, you know, you're going to need to know somebody. So you have to go cover no a game at Houston Episcopal and get a parking pass yep. and then go in. There. Yes. A Houston Episcopal parking pass will get you into our neighborhood. Uh, okay, so there's enough. Sports. Okay, we'll talk. Hey, sports. welcome back to those of you who fast yes. forwarded. <laughs> Eddie, put that in the rundown. Eddie, this is when the, this is when the podcast starts for you that don't like our. Bullshit. You can start listening now. Uh, well, let's let's start with hoops, Josh. I'm sorry, you got to have some fun. Uh, <laughs> okay. Just so kidding. Just kidding. I'll, we'll check back when you can start listening. <laughs> Mark it down after this segment. That's when it starts. But you know, everything has been finalized on the coach. Was that that we did that? What was the pod yes. last week, right? Yep. But yep. there's been some names. There's been some dominoes that have fallen on the recruiting trail. Uh, let's go over that, Bob, and tell everybody. Uh, Bryce Thompson, obviously, uh, one that uh, is out there that you've heard some things on, and expect I, I i assume you expect that at any time now maybe even today on a wednesday yeah i mean it depends on some people are going to be listening to this it might already have happened but in the next 24 48 hours at the most i expect bryce thompson to go public with his decision i was told by multiple sources right around like 9 30 p.m or so it just went nuts it just saying bryce decision is in now it's when he wants to go public Everyone thinks it's going to be Oklahoma State. And, you know, it's just the familiarity that he has with Mike Boynton and Keaton Page and the Sutton family. And that no matter what Porter Moser and the newly assembled staff, because he did give OU another crack now that David Patrick was hired last week. It was the just too much to overcome. Well, let me ask you this, though. Uh, knowing what you know of Bryce and what he is looking for, is is it possible? I mean, obviously, OU is still going after him, but is it possible that it wasn't a fit as well? See, I thought it was. I thought okay. OU's roster was made perfectly for him. You've got the defensive-oriented point guard in Jordan Goldwire, and you've got guys that will do the dirty work like Elijah Harkless and Tanner Groves. Now you need your scorer, and that's what Bryce Thompson wants to be because that's what he wasn't at Kansas. And then you compare that OSU. I don't know if Avery Anderson wants to become a big-time scorer. We saw what he did at West Virginia when Cade Cunningham was out. But then Avery announces Sunday he's coming back. Rondell Walker's coming back. you got a lot of nice pieces in the backcourt for the Cowboys that I don't know where Bryce fits in or you just, you make him fit and then you see what happens with some of those other guys. I, I think you know what Bryce wants to be. He doesn't want to be what he was in Lawrence. He, he's not a point guard, but he wants to have the ball in his hands a lot and he wants to be the focal point of the offense. And I think he's going to earn that right. But I'm just sort of wondering does that gel with what was already on the roster in Stillwater compared to what I thought Porter Moser had crafted perfectly to where he was the missing ingredient for, for the Sooners? You know, it's kind of crazy. You go back two weeks and you would have thought, you know, of the three that were out there with state ties, Bryce Thompson transferring back from Kansas, 
Jackson uh, Robinson from A&M and then Trey Alexander getting out of his uh, letter of intent with Auburn, you kind of would have thought that Oklahoma was going to get at least one of those three. Fast forward to current day, doesn't sound like they're going to get Bryce Thompson. Jackson Robinson is committed to Arkansas, and it doesn't sound like Trey Alexander's in the picture. That I guess in a way, should OU fans be disappointed with that outcome? And then I guess on the, on the flip side of that, it's they still have two scholarships. What are they going to do? Right, and and that's the thing because the perception is going to be going to be they went zero for three. There's no doubt about that. that's how it's going to be painted. Comes to Jackson Robinson, OU reached out initially, like that first two three days he was in the portal. They reached out, and then they backed off. They made a decision somewhere along the road where either they wanted to go all in on Bryce or they didn't feel Jackson was the fit they they needed. They they moved away. Oregon and Arkansas became the two schools to, to watch. Jackson made his announcement Tuesday to Arkansas. Now, Musselman commented, so that must be he must have signed, too. Uh, you know, I was sort of wondering. There's There have been so many people tell me that Jackson's family want him to be a Sooner that they were saying, oh, he would decommit from the school he picks just to come back to try to be with the Sooners. But if Musselman's talking about it and it's all over their official account, he must have signed as well. So now that's out the door. Trey Alexander spoke to our Rob Cassidy last weekend in Memphis at the at the Iverson Classic, and he mentioned Arkansas and Iowa State first and foremost. Because, again, what Trey Alexander wants to be is, is sort of Trey Young light. He really does. That's the sort of the vision that they, his family has seen for him the entire time. And I don't know if that vision fits in with what Porter Moser is bringing to the table. So that's so it's going to look really weird to see an Ada kid, Heritage Hall, Booker T, and you might just end up once again with all three of them not being a Sooner. And it means I have to still keep going to work. I was ready to like <laughs> chill a bit. I've you know I've been working the basketball stuff ever since Lon re- retired, just going non nonstop the last five six weeks. I was like, they get Bryce, they bring in the Australian big man with connections to David Patrick, and then I can breathe for a couple weeks. But no, if they don't get Bryce, that means. You got to figure it out. You you can't just let a scholarship be open in this day and age. And there's guys going in the portal left and right every single day, so you know that they can still maybe find someone. But that elite scorer, that that wing that you, I don't want. I don't think OU needs another point guard that just happens to be able to score. I think they need someone with size, and that's why Bryce Thompson really fit the mold so well as to what they were looking to do. But we're a couple weeks away from all the kids coming back to campus and so there's still uh time to try to get something done but i was very much excited toward i call my wayne and bryce thompson being ou's final two scholarships and then me disappearing for like a week or two well you've done a fantastic job and i know i you know i was uh over at, at eskridge the other day we were just test driving and, and ed was telling me like uh, I don't normally follow basketball, but I really enjoyed reading Bob's thread and keeping up with it on everything that's going on. So you have done a, a fantastic job. Uh, okay, you can mark this, Eddie. Now we, we'll talk yep. football. Okay. Um, you know, we talked to Lincoln Riley, kind of the final. Uh, that was last Friday, right? It seems like it was like two weeks ago. Yep. Uh, uh, was it last? Was it last? It was last Thursday. Yeah, last Thursday. It, it was okay. after we recorded. 
So, uh, kind of his exit interview for uh, the spring, where he... <laughs> I, I just love the ending of it was, all right, we'll talk to you in August. Well, no, he said, y'all have a nice summer. <laughs> oh, and, yeah, that's right. And that, that was insinuating. And I was like, what the f***? Like, we're not going to talk until August, or until you go to camp again? Like, I guess the only time we would talk with uh, Bob... I mean, not, yeah, with Stoops was when... He would the have caravans. The, yeah, he would have the, he would have the couple caravans, and I mm-hmm. I have no idea Those what the plan exist. is for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't think they're doing that anymore at all. I mean, oh, they, and I think that was kind of pre-pandemic yeah, too, wasn't they it? Like, yeah. to, they, yep. they tried yeah, like already. that fan fest thing, like at the fairgrounds or whatever. Mm. At the co- they had that thing at the Coca Cola. I forgot building. about that. I forgot yep. about that. But they they literally stopped doing the caravans I, I that i think that in looking back on it that was probably the point that bob said when he was out there throwing out routes to uh five-year-olds he's probably like all right <laughs> i do remember that i, I need to reti- i that. need to retire i'm getting out of here they've i mean yeah, well, they, they just they they were trying a lot of different things just to kind of outreach and you know times have changed so i don't know i haven't talked to anybody about what they'll plan to do moving forward but I mean, it is weird, guys, because you you see OU actively trying to get season ticket holders because a lot of people just haven't come back. I mean, this is something that we we've never seen before, and it's it's not just Oklahoma. I think it's everywhere. But you've got a lot of people that let their season tickets go yep. uh, and haven't renewed, so you don't have a waiting list anymore. What is that? What is the number at? If you guys had to guess right now, because my uh, family was asking me about that on uh, Sunday over at Mother's Day uh, like lunch. How, like how many season ticket holders they and, have? And they're all season ticket holders. My aunts and uncles, you know, parents, obviously, they're all locked in. They didn't give them up or anything, but they continue to get like the, hey, you interested in maybe buying a couple more? Yeah. I And I, I kind of figured, my response was, I kind of figured that everything is still sold out, but... That doesn't seem to be the case. You know, I think part of it, too, is the, you know, the allotment to other teams have dwindled to almost nothing. Yeah. I mean, like, you don't have 2,500 tickets that you're saving for the opposing team anymore. It's it's in the hundreds. I mean, I don't know the exact number, but I just, I mean, it's, it's going on with everything. It's going on with the Thunder. It's going on with Oklahoma. Uh, you know, you could say Oklahoma State, but they've always, you know, struggled to sell. But, you know... When they had, it was all capacity. They were still not selling like eighty thousand season tickets. It was in the sixties range, so I'm not sure if they're in the forties or the fifties or, or where they are. I have no but idea. I think part of the problem is people just don't realize it. Like we see it, yeah, because we get like mm-hmm. emails all the time. Well, and there, I think that there's a lot of people, and you know, including people in my demographic. And I know we talked about this before, but they have kids now, and mm-hmm. you know they. 20 years ago probably would have bought season tickets but nowadays with the the way that the third party ticket market is you can buy tickets on Thursday and you know you don't need the tickets so you don't have to have like the actual physical ticket and they'll go down you don't have to spend all day don't have to take the kids I'm going to be interested to see what happens with the inventory now that you're going back to a full schedule? Um, I would think early the, in the season it's going to be the Bally Sports Madhouse. Oklahoma thing. I mean, like, yeah, uh, how does that play out? Is like Fox? I I assume Fox is selling rights to Bally or Bally's buying the rights. Who knows to what show games? Uh, that know, is a rough operation, just from what I've seen with the Thunder. 
I mean, it's like rough that, if you have streaming because they just can't reach carriage deals with yeah. YouTube TV or but even Hulu like the or, even the set that like Nancy Lieberman and uh, John Radigan use is oh, just it's like all the same low like, rent as it's all the same as Fox Sports that, regional. Was it though? Yeah, they. I mean, they just they were using that all the just people terrible background. And it's stuff? all the people that were working yep. on Fox Sports. I guess stuff. that tells you how much I've been paying attention to the Thunder here <laughs> in the last couple months. Yeah, I mean, it, I. It's obviously them just wanting to plaster Bally's over everything yeah. for the rebrand. I mean, like you, I would rather see the the court, you know, in the post game with Michael and and uh, Chris, but they want to throw Bally's in your face. So, but no, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that because the reason I bring that up is because you talk about people have been staying at home because you it is easier to watch games on television. Uh, or gather with friends, or, I mean, hell, look at Oklahoma City now. It's such a different town than it was when we were all growing up. Uh, it's become a gathering place. You know, sure. you can go downtown, watch a game with friends, uh, you know, go to Scissortail Park afterward. I mean, make a whole day out of it. Yeah. Uh, there's just other attractions and other reasons just coming to North. Like, well, I would still be doing it, like, uh, you know, with my friends and, and his family, like, I'd still be making a day sure. out of going to Norton, and most people, I think, still will. But like you're talking about, when you have kids, and, well, and I mean, let's be, you might have a morning basketball game or something. You got to be completely honest too. There's not a lot of people that want to do that for Kansas or Tech. You know, like it's a Big Twelve. It's yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, there's not a lot of people banging down doors to get into the OU uh, Iowa State game. We know that that's a good game, but on paper, I don't think that the average college football fan would just be just jazzed up about something like that as opposed to something else. Is it weird to think that game would feel bigger in September because the preseason ranking for the Cyclones is going to be crazy and we don't know how good they'll be end of November? Yeah. I was a little surprised that they didn't put it at the beginning of September. It was a guaranteed top seven-ish matchup at least. Well, let's wait and see who Kansas, uh, or got, who Iowa State loses to in the non-conference. Well, they're going to lose to Iowa. So you've when do they play State Iowa to get over the Iowa? Wall. <laughs> get the Cyhawks. That's God. true. They screw it up every year for the conference. If they do it again this year. It's going to be bad. Uh, but I mean, BPI has them playing in the semifinals. Back to Lincoln Riley and kind of you know the press conference last Thursday, the the exit uh, press conference. Uh, he did confirm that Seth McGowan and Trajan Bridges were off the team, which was a good thing to do before charges were officially fought, filed and warrants were issued. <laughs> the very next day. Oof. Yes. <laughs> that is, uh, that's, they, put it this way, they didn't get any favors done within the uh, crime system, right? I like, would they say, basically well, I threw the book this. at them. No, no, you Oh, right. they didn't? No, no, oh, no, no. Okay. I, I thought you meant, oh, you didn't get any favors. No, 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 no. no. I'm sure that Greg Mashburn probably let Joe C or Joe Harris or or all of the above Lincoln Riley know uh, files are go getting ready to be charged uh, or someone from the district attorney's office because uh, from what I was told that was how it was coming down that they were going to have to file those charges uh, because the police uh, the Norman Police Department didn't have the necessary things in order sure. to be able to charge them so the DA had to overlook the case and then uh, filed the charges so. I'm sure when we talked to Lincoln, he knew, like, okay, this is the heat's coming down on him tomorrow or in the next 24. We, we got to go ahead and make the decision. 
And, he probably, and Eddie, you, you, you noticed it right away with the online roster. I'd been checking that, like, sporadically, like, every couple days. But about, what, 10 minutes before we started talking with Lincoln, you noticed it? Yeah, right? it was it was one of those things that I had been checking, like you, for so long. It's kind of like uh, other things that we have to check on a daily basis that I was like, wait a second, there's no one. I was like, oh, f- there's no eight either. They're screwed. And then, of course, we knew that we were talking to Lincoln. I was like, okay, this makes sense. I don't know that I've ever seen um, an alleged crime covered in the way that that one was, ever. Like, no charges. Like, normally, people would get arrested, and then you would find them in the police blotter. But to go from... I mean, how do we, how do we, it started as rumors. I mean, everybody kind of heard rumors that it was those. It was all over our boards. And we yeah, had to that, kind of. That Friday morning from the Thursday night incident. Yeah, we it, it already started. Basically and, woke up to it, I think. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, it was you. And you were like, basically, yeah. hey, we might. And it's, it's one of those things. It's like, you got to check into everything because of the obvious that's out there nowadays. And. It's like, God, that doesn't sound good, but maybe there was nothing to it. And well, then what happened, here's here's how it all went down. So the board was just, I mean, at that point, it almost reached fact status on the board. Everybody was mentioning Trajan Bridges. Everybody was mentioning uh, Seth McGowan. Uh, and I'd gotten tipped off like, hey, you know, they were, I, I someone called me who had a source whose job was to sit and listen to a police scanner. That was his line of work that he was in. Um, and he heard both those names the night before. Uh, and then I found out that, uh, you could go back and listen to archived copies of police, uh, 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 radio. What am I thinking? Just chatter. And so I went back and listened to it. And this was Saturday morning, I guess, by the time I, yes. we started doing this. Yeah. And Saturday afternoon. So I just reported what was said on the police blotter. Just said, you know, this is all alleged, um, and there was no victim statement. And I think Eric Bailey then got the nine one one call, uh, yep. and posted it on Sunday night. On Sunday night, um, and John Hoover had gotten in touch with. Uh, he was the one that put it out the like basically officer. the statement from right. OU and I was like, right. oh shit. Okay, well, he got this a is statement a, from yeah, the officer. That, that was like the when it started clicking. Like, okay, there's right. a lot something here. And then. Um, I'm trying to think. The next thing was the apartment stuff that he had been evicted from his apartment, Trajan Bridges. Yeah, that's like a week and a half later. And all this stuff had happened and been reported on and out there without any charges being filed. Like, I've never seen anything like that before. No, I think that they were, you know, obviously having to, uh, I don't know how to say, like, basically... They had to take it seriously. And like, besides the apartment thing, it had the victim's statement about everything that happened. So, like, you actually had the victim on record in print in a, on a public document. Saying, this is who did this. This is who this did is this, who did this, this is what they did, and they threatened to kill me, and they pointed a gun in my face, and and both of them had guns, and then you had, you know, I mean, it was just insane. Like... At the end of the day, it's just it's it's pathetic on their part, and then really sad because I mean, they've ruined their lives, literally have ruined their lives because they needed to go get some weed or steal some weed. Like I, that's still just as when half of Campus Corner t- is a dispensary it's now. It's still all time stupid. 
all you have to do is like call somebody and they'll go get it for you. If he, I mean, if you got a girlfriend, it's you know, it's incredible. If the the, the amount of stupidity, and then like I'm almost just angry at the kid for no reason, but like, how stupid can you be, Trajan Bridges? You literally were suspended for half the more than half the season. And for those of us that covered him in high school, it doesn't make any sense. No, and just like for the family and, and stuff, new it's, Jack, just, it's just I terrible. Mean, it doesn't it's just, make it's any awful. Sense. It's awful. And and in a way, you know, it, it sucks for his little brother that has to go through all this as far as I the saw, recruitment goes. Now, I saw Jason Howe post something about his little brother, mm-hmm. um, and the, he T- looks so T- much uh, like Dakota. Yeah, Dakota. He looks so much like Trajan. Yeah. And I saw mm-hmm. that, and I thought to myself, "Oh shit! Like, this is really screwing him over." Like that was the first time I had that realization. Like, yeah, not to mention that uh, his big brother ruined his life. Like, just messed up. Sad. Really and, sad. And you know, there's no way he's going to Oklahoma. <laughs> uh, no, probably not. That ship has sailed. If I'm Jack Bridges, I there's no way in hell I'd send my kid to Oklahoma after. Not what Oklahoma's fault that his other son's a dumbass. Yeah, but if you're a parent and you know, like. You you find way to yeah sure I I get it yep. I understand I get it I'm sure there's I mean I'm not saying it's rational I'm just saying I'm sure there's some blame like, yeah definitely just as a parent you're like how to, I it's I only don't, I don't it's only human that, it's only but, human yeah no yeah. I get it you're gonna Josh, believe in we, someone we, you care we about we were all pretty tight with Bridges but you seem to have a better inroads with McGowan's people have you talked to them at all or I mean I think we were all super shocked at the one year transformation from what we thought we knew of him at Poteet compared to what we'd heard throughout the last, you know, three, four months in Norman. Guys, he's the one that stuns me. And I want to be careful about what I'm saying there because I'm not saying I thought Trajan would go down this path, but Trajan kind of had a tough dude rep. Like, he wanted to be that tough guy. McGowan was like valedictorian or like was up for that running in his class. Like, he's not... He's... if there's any guy in the class, I would have said that's not going to be him. He'd have been on the very short list. I, I just did not see this coming for him. And I, when I when I talk to people, there is just this genuine, what happened here? Because, I mean, you got to remember, guys, this is a guy that hardly played his senior year at Poteet because they were thinking so far down the road of, mm-hmm. okay, he's going to get to Oklahoma, going to you know like be part of a multi-running back you know group, probably won't be too worn down and then we can get him onto the NFL. Like that's the way they were looking at it. And for it to go this way is just like it's like something happened. Like what what changed for this kid? Because I mean Bob, you interviewed him a couple times. This is a very yes sir, no sir, like just a very level headed kid. You never got any of this vibe from him. And there I mean like I said, there are guys that, you know, I mean there are we we've mentioned one that's on the roster now that like you're like that's kind of a scary dude like he you know like you don't know but most of the guys you're like they're fine I mean just a normal high school kid no big deal and then you've got some guys that want to be tough guys and that kind of stuff but like that you still don't take them seriously but Seth McGowan was nowhere near my radar like the, n- nothing nothing could surprise me more like last year when all the stuff started coming around about why he wasn't playing more why this wasn't going on. You started hearing these stories, and you were like, "That that can't be right. That's not Seth McGowan. That that guy is, you know, like I thought he was going to pull. You know, he was going to be the, you know, on the All Big Twelve honor roll, and you know, leading the team in rushing, like doing all these great things. Be- 
it's it's just crazy how things change in a year. Because guys, you remember a year ago he was one of the like Mario Williams kind of buzz guys. Yep. Like everybody was like Seth mm-hmm. McGowan's unbelievable. He's great. And now we're here. Yeah. And that I you know it I guess in a way makes a little bit more sense when you put everything together as far as the McGowan thing goes. I don't know. It's like. After the fact, it always seems like people are ready to talk shit on people, but like it, everybody that I talked to in Norman said, yeah, this doesn't really surprise us. I don't know. It's just kind of weird. No, I, 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 it's amazing how quickly something can surprise me. Yeah. I, that, like, I, I, again, I thought, again, Jack being as involved as he is, like, and I didn't think Trajan was like a bad kid. He just kind of, like you get it from the suburbs guys sometimes. Like they want to be, like the like to show everybody, you know, like I'm tough, you know, I'm this or I'm that. And I got a little bit of that, but that's normal. I didn't think anything of it, and I certainly didn't think it would come to where it has. It's just it's crazy. And that's not always a bad thing because that's why he was the best guy at the rivals challenge. I, it's that I think same that, type of attitude. I, I think there is something to that, Bob. I mean, like you you talk about those kind of like. They've got a chip on their shoulder. They got something they want to prove that you know they can do it with anybody. And I, like I said, when you look at physical talent, Trajan wasn't the same as Jaden or uh, or Theo. 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 But I Theo. thought he burned hotter. Like he was a guy that just wanted to compete. Like just wanted to go out and beat you at anything. Outside of that, um, I mean, I, I think we can finally put this to bed, and I don't think we have to really deal with it a whole lot more i think we all can agree thank god i mean hopefully those guys can turn things around hopefully they don't spend time in jail um but when you're charged with a felony you kind of take that out of your your hands <laughs> yeah you yep. put yourself in a pretty bad situation actually when you rob someone at gunpoint you kind of take your future out of your hands yeah and that's why i i refer back to the uh oh i don't even know what it is i guess a, a graph that i've made before and i put it out there but it has felony. Should I commit a felony? And there's a, a branch for no and a branch a for yes. Chart. It's a, a flow, flow chart. chart. Yeah. Every time I go left and I say no, no felonies. Maybe what are the good should... results that come out of yes? Are, are there good <laughs> bubbles that go that way? Uh, you end up a uh, politician. Oh, God. <laughs> Notice I didn't. I'm. You were either side. You're bipartisan. Either side of the aisle. Of, either of side of the aisle. Who you want to be, Matt Gates, or you want to be Nancy Pelosi? Both scumbags. Okay. Um. So, outside of that, did we take anything out of uh, what Lincoln said late last week, or as, was it just all as far as what? Like I, I'm honestly trying to big picture questions yeah. like people doing their own. You know the playoff expansion Oklahoma drill like a lot of stuff that didn't yeah. pertain to immediate team business which is okay because that's that's the time you do it the, the you last know, you time you're gonna back. get to talk to somebody yeah, for a exactly. few months yep I, I think it's you know it, it, it kind of you roll your eyes at the idea but I think he, he likes this the squad it's about getting over the next couple months without any major speed bumps major injuries and then you get into August, and you can really kind of crank it up a little bit. And I think that the expectations that are there is going to be something that we've talked about since the end of the Cotton Bowl. Like, mm-hmm. there's an expectation for this Oklahoma football team to not just compete, but to play for a national title. And I think anything less than that, 
given you have no injuries or you have no major malfunctions within the team, like it would be disappointing to the fan base if they're not playing in a national title game. It's going to be, and I think Lincoln is trying his best to prepare him for this, but it really is going to be, there's a lot on Spencer Rattler's shoulders. And like you see him yeah. right now, they let out and he's already back home training. Uh, he's out there lifting on his own, working out, throwing footballs. I know there's like nothing you can do to prepare yourself for this, but even watching him like warm, you know, throwing footballs and rolling out and stuff, like I, I can't be the only person that's thinking like, God, if he bangs a knee or something right now, it's like he will be killed. But you have to, I mean, he okay, would be you, doing that here in Norman. Yeah. You know what I mean? You should stop thinking that, though. Well, I just... All I think about is don't comment, don't comment, don't comment, because he'll block you again. Well, that could happen, too. Like, don't be a jackass. Because that one time he was throwing those passes behind his back, like 30 yeah. yards down the field, and I did the, you know, capital lowercase, like, how's that going to help us win football yeah, games? Right. And he blocked me. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean... I think he would understand the but he sarcasm. Me. Yeah, he would understand the sarcasm. He me. Uh, but no, I mean, but there's a lot riding on his shoulders, and it's not about Caleb Williams. I mean, it's about like what I saw today when people are out there. Like, I think it was like someone from it was somebody from twenty four seven, and they're like, Jalen Hurts. No, 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 it wasn't a Jalen. Sorry, Hurts. I just I heard it wasn't Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts was happening. It was comparing him like he's the he's the closest thing to Patrick Mahomes since Patrick Mahomes. And I'm just like, that's a lot to put on a kid. Like, you're trying to com compare him to Patrick Mahomes it is, when but he's had one year as a starter in college. It is, but isn't that what you want? But that's what he's going to go through. <laughs> like, that's just what's sure, going to happen. It's just no, going to happen. That's what he's been going through since sophomore year of high school. When we're he's sitting here of, saying, yeah, yeah, but we're sitting here saying, He's not even Baker yet. He's not even Kyler. He's not. I mean, he's not that guy. We know he's not there yet. But everyone Correct. else on the outside is going to spend all offseason painting him as the number one pick in the draft, as the next Patrick Mahomes, as the next Aaron Rodgers. They're going to talk about his footwork. They're going to talk about his arm talent. Like, it's going to be the, the Spencer Rattler hype train from here until August. Sure. That, I think, not that I think it hasn't already been. Rattler's never, and I guess we, you know, we've only talked to him such limited basis as far as like post game stuff. Get him for a midweek thing for fifteen minutes. Mm -hmm. You're never really around him, around him because of the obvious. But like, he's never struck me as somebody that can't handle it. Does that make like, and I guess there's no reason to think that, or there's been no examples of him not being able to handle it. But I think that like the way that he handled the benching in in Dallas is a good example yeah. of how he can handle everything else. I'll say this. You know, I remember staying up all night to watch that QB1 thing, mm -hmm. and people commented on how he kind of seemed like a cock. He did seem like a little bit of a dick, but I think that every five-star kid like that... No, but what I'm saying, the, the point I'm trying to make is I don't see that Spencer Rattler anymore. Like, I think he's matured. Sure. I think he's kind of... He's playing the role now. He's not the cocky five-star. Oh, as much as I dislike the guy, I think Jalen Hurst just being around him and maybe right. having a little bit of a... I never knew what their relationship was like. 
Like, I don't think that they were necessarily buddy-buddy. I don't think that Jalen was buddy-buddy with anybody on that team, to be honest with you, outside of maybe a handful of people. But, like, I think Charles that... Rambo? Yeah, uh, <laughs> for sure. Possibly. Possibly in a uh, <laughs> I want to kill you type of way. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I, I think that that was good for him, being able to kind of get humbled a little bit by a guy that walked in and didn't really give a shit about him. I think that well, I I don't know. I see Rattler doing that with Caleb. Same, and I don't know if that's absolutely mean anything going down the road, but I'm not seeing that same mentorship. Yeah, they can say that, like you know. Oh, this, I think that, that there's. I don't, we never talked to Caleb, even though you know we tried to. Mm-hmm. But I get the sense that if it was all, you know, if it was like his friend's son, to use a uh, semi-pro language. Uh, vernacular if they were like if it was like his friend's son and they really got along i think we probably would have talked to caleb williams that's just my conspiracy theory of the day i think that's what you want though i I think think lincoln didn't want caleb williams to talk because caleb williams is is in there to be the starting quarterback at oklahoma and he gives no fucks Sure. I think there's some Favre Rogers stuff going on there. Like, yeah. not, I yeah. mean, like bit, they're right? both good. They both can play, but they don't want to necessarily be in the same locker room with each other. Would Which is fine. A, they don't have to be for long. Would love to be a fly on the wall in those quarterback meeting rooms over the last four or five years. I'm, I'm yeah, I you, don't know how Baker I'll, and Kyler did it. I thought those two would implode on each other. And that was the once. thing. I think the fact that they just, like, I think Kyler actually, like, if you're going to talk about a quarterback that grew from watching another quarterback, I think it's Kyler. I could see that. and I, But I also think at the same time, like, he was around there, obviously, but he was also going through baseball. He was, right. I think Kyler was just so busy that, and I think that, you know, in a way, Baker has kind of an endearing personality that he probably made it a lot easier than somebody that doesn't have that type of personality would have. Yeah. Like, I... Kyler and Jalen Hurts might try to kill each other. Kyler had his own, you know, he had Bobby Evans. He had, you know, he had some of his Allen guys. Sure. Around. He had Lee Morris. Sure. I mean, he had some uh, of his crew to to bolster his whatever he was in the locker room. I don't feel like Baker is capable of a cold war. Like, we're not going to yeah. talk to each other. We're going to be staying off. Baker is going to address the elephant in the room. Like, sure. look, man, you know, like, we're going to, we can cuss at each other. We can do whatever, but it's going to be out in the open. Uh, as to where these two, I, I, I don't know. Like, you know, Carrie, you talked about Rattler, like maybe not being that guy. I think he's still that guy. I think Spencer has become better at how to present himself. <laughs> like, I, 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 no, and I'm not saying that like it's a bad thing. I think most great quarterbacks are cocky guys. Like, that's fine. I don't, I don't care. That, that's part of the game. But I just think he better understands, like, okay, this is what this looks like. This is how I'm going to present myself. And, you know, let's face it, the last year has made that easier. It's not like he's constantly in front of people like Mayfield had to be like in post game press conferences and those mm-hmm. kind of things. Like he he's in he's sitting there talking to a computer. It's easy to not be swept up in the moment with things. But See, the, at the I same would... time they also have to cheer for each other because if Rattler doesn't succeed, that means that Caleb Williams is gonna have to wait even longer, right? Like it, yep. they need to, they need to both work together. I don't know. I bet Caleb Williams thinks if he doesn't succeed, that's I'll just come in and take the job. Well, then I'm worried about his mental state. I just think that's how all athletes are. Sure, 
Right. They, I, I don't think Caleb Williams but, thinks that Spencer Rattler is better than he is. I think there that goes into 100%. something as far as like team success, though, doesn't it? I mean, they're all that's why technically that's, working towards the same that, thing. But that's always with every team. That's like let's not let's not paint this out to be some Disney movie. Sure. I mean, every locker room has jealousy. Oh, it's just like it the spring stuff. It's like stuff. every offensive lineman thinks he should start right now. Of course they do. Yeah. Well. It's you know guys we're talking about quarterbacks because it's what people focus on. You think Latrell McCutcheon doesn't think he should start over either Graham or Washington? I guarantee you he does. Yeah, 100%. that kid is as confident as anybody I've ever met, and that that's the way his brain operates. So it's not just isolated. It's just that's more fun to talk about because these are you know probably a couple of top five picks whenever their day comes. And see, let me explain like the Rattler thing in a, in a better way probably. I think like you you saw him on QB one. He came off as kind of a, a little shit. I mean, he came off as a guy that knew he was better than everybody else, uh, and it, 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 there was some arrogance there. I think now that he's been in college, that he's played, that he's even been benched, I think he comes at it from a mindset. Not that he's hiding it. I think he just has been humbled a little bit. That's uh, that's kind of what I would maybe. Mean. Yeah, no, I, I, you uh, might be right. I just do. you know, we'll we'll see. Um, I just I would love. But you if, talk he's, about being a fly if he's on the, the wall. if he's the leading Heisman and the number one pick in the draft, and it's become pretty clear, I could see the little shit coming back. Oh, you know, <laughs> and like, I think you let's get say, to if you're doing that, like that <laughs> opens the door. I mean, that's not to They're say undefeated. that Kyler didn't have some of that, that Baker didn't have some of that. Oh, they all did. <laughs> yeah. They're undefeated. They crush Iowa State. He's clearly the Heisman favorite. OU looks like they're destined for the playoff. You telling me some of that, what we saw with his backup quarterback that was really good, too? Like, he doesn't throw a little jab at Caleb Williams. Oh, like, yeah. bull, Absolutely. that's coming. That will happen. Well, that, you remember, he was kind of he was a dick to the backup quarterback in his high school. Oh, he was awful to yeah. him. Right. Yeah, the, yeah, that's what Josh was saying. Yeah. And that was the best part is the kid wasn't – like, I, where did he end up going? I don't think that he was necessarily just a scrub. Well, he was going to go to Michigan, and then I think he had some sort of, uh, like – uh, like neck issue or chronic, oh, just like okay. he never got to play. Like he had wow. to retire from the sport, but like he was an elite eleven guy. Like, well, I mean, like you're talking about a big time dude, and you know, Spencer talked to him like he was, you know, one of us. Like just like trash. Well, you know, maybe nobody. maybe Spencer knew. Maybe Spencer's so smart he was ahead of his time and didn't respect him because he knew his body was breaking down. He sensed it. He could smell the weakness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Smell like the blood in the water. When it rains. Yeah, exactly. Know. Uh. So yeah, I mean, I that whole dynamic, it's it's always always. I mean, it was with Baker and Kyler, it's always a a potentially combustible situation. Is that basically like half of Lincoln's not half, but I wonder how much focus he has to a lot. put into his because like those are his how guys. much energy he has to put into that. A lot. Like just managing basically it. managing ego. God, the shit he must have to put up with. I wonder he doesn't want to put up with our shit. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably accurate. It's like, damn, I'd go through this every day. But, you know, I don't want to go over a whole spring preview. I mean, we've already kind of done that. Uh, I, I mean, you know, what else Lincoln said? It was, like you said, it was a lot of big picture stuff. Right. I'm um, trying to think what, what I wrote. I wrote about the, the safeties, how without Pat Fields, but that's stuff we've kind of talked about, Cardale, too. Yeah. And uh, we, we, oh, Colt Atkinson and Drake Stoops, we did the walk-on thing. Obi Obiala is not a part of the program Obi, anymore. Obiala, I mean, he's not playing football. I haven't slept anymore. since that news came to light. <laughs> did he suit up for one game last year? 
Well, he played in, Iowa yeah, State. Yeah, he played in the Iowa yeah. State game, the dropped game, a touchdown. Really. Touchdown. Uh, but then after that, he just disappeared. He was on the sideline, though. He w- so something must have happened so to where I think he was, was hurt initially, played in Ames, and then he was hurt again, and we just never heard from him. I mean, honestly, again. I thought the the pair on Winfrey, like just the recruitment of pair on Winfrey, and kind of the juggling balance between taking JUCO kids, which is kind of proven to, I guess, be a good thing for Oklahoma here with. You know, expected with Harrington and then the three defensive tackles, Stokes Isaiah Coe, Joshua yeah. Ellison, and yeah, Stokes. Like, Stokes mm-hmm. is the kind of a guy that has been lost in the mix when we talk about defensive line just because he kind of had the weird he year last so year and missed year. a lot of time with injury. Right. Uh, but, like, how you balance going back into JUCOs as opposed to recruiting high school kids is kind of interesting. I, and the portal. Yeah, That's and, where it's really, absolutely. And I've had some coaches already say that, that the portal is going to kill junior college i'm not sure if that's true but that's a, a line of thinking that's out there because you'll just take someone from like a mid-major or a power five school that they're not happy and just take them to your school instead of looking at the junior college kid now i i i mean there's i i think it might kill the junior college system more than it will kill Kids, you know, that can contribute coming from. Junior Let's college. be honest, the JUCO system as a whole. I mean, oh, some places are getting yeah. getting by, like the Iowa Westerns are getting by. But I mean, Arizona, didn't Arizona just completely eliminate yeah. mm-hmm. JUCO football? Yep. You, think, you're going to streamline a lot of places that probably should have been streamlined a while ago. Yeah, and some of that, I mean, probably for the better. I and I know that that's, bolster, like people are J-Hop losing conference. jobs and stuff I mean, like that, but like. It, 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 I kind of liken it to like when Stanford eliminates women's water polo. Like, should that really be a Division One sport? Sorry, I don't think it should. Well, Josh, this guys, feels wrong to put you on the spot, but did you think anyone from the JUCO season this spring stood out and made an impression? I haven't heard any names come up, and I kept kind of expecting to. It sounds, you know, I guess, I guess you know, you think about it, Bob, it kind of lends credence to what you're talking about. I... I had been told, you know, kind of before the whole McGowan um, Bridges situation, that they were going to kind of look at defensive end, they were going to look at a wide receiver, and they were going to look at uh, tight end is kind of what I had gotten. Um, now, Mike Woods seems to address that, but with Bridges going, to that, does that put another guy back in that possibility? Uh, McGowan going, you've got to think they're looking for a running back if the right guy were to come about. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think there's anybody that has really stepped to the forefront. I certainly haven't heard anyone that they're now involved with in the junior college ranks. So I, it's kind of hard to gauge because so many guys went ahead and signed early. You know, there's, you know, Isaiah O being a perfect example, guys just went ahead and signed, didn't take part in the season. So it's a little bit of a lesser pool anyway, and then you add in that these guys were going to play this spring and then turn around and go through summer workouts and be ready to play in the fall. Like there, There's some questions with that. Like, do we bring this guy in and his body falls apart on us? You know, what do we do with that? How about uh, a blast from a past name that had kind of come up during the spring uh, JUCO season? Uh, Tavion Thomas signing or committing, I guess, with Utah. Did I see that right? Him and Pledger finally playing together. It was always meant to be. He actually looked a lot better from the pictures that I saw. Uh, from his season up at what was it? Was it Butler In, or Independence? Independence. Okay. Yeah. 
I was kind of, I just I completely forgot about the name and then I forgot that he wasn't at a uh Cincinnati. Cincinnati, yeah. It's wild. Remind did he make it into Cincinnati? I can't remember how yep. that whole thing actually went down. Yeah, he, okay. he did. He made it. He played his freshman year. Hopefully it works out for him. I I didn't you know who was at uh Utah that I didn't realize? He was fifteen for fifteen in the spring game. Quarterback. Rising. Charlie, right. Oh yeah. I thought it was is Charlie Brewer at Utah? Is that right? I think so. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I I had no idea that I remember he left Baylor, but I didn't realize that he ended up at Utah. Because I think we all thought Brewer go SMU and instead Mordecai did and then Brewer went Utah. Charlie Brewer's kind of endeared himself to me because he just has no <laughs> no regard for <laughs> anything about his body. Charlie Brewer should have played like the seventies. Like he would have been like the perfect guy. That guy's just a warrior. Just got his bell rung. Nope, nope. He's concussed. Like he doesn't know where he is right now. Um, yeah, do you no. think Charlie Burr knows what college he's at right now? Seriously, he's like, is this not BYU? <laughs> Shit. Okay. Well, now I feel bad because I thought Eddie was talking about Cameron Rising, but I guess Brewer might be better than Rising. Yeah, I don't. So I guess yeah, Rising is out there though, isn't he? He was last year. I don't know if he. Yeah, he still, still is. is. He still is. I Guys, guess they'll have does, a little bit of a quarterback battle. I'm just looking at Cameron Rising's uh, updated Utah profile picture. Can't start him. Not is still non-athletic head. It's well, he kind of looks like he should be over in the arts program. Is he got Guys, I've thought about challenge? this a lot. Yes. yes. Yep. He was the star of Rising... athletic head uh, or not athletic head. <laughs> I can you start? Can you start that guy? Oh my God, that is. He's just a. <laughs> A tattooed sleeve away from being a bartender. Yeah, I could. Well, I like my bartenders, so I'm not going to say anything. I mean, there's Guys, nothing wrong. I just don't want a bartender to be my quarterback. That's true. Let's say he signs with OU back in the day, and the whole Texas thing doesn't happen. Does he? Kurt Warner. Does he negatively impact the way people look at Lincoln Riley's production of quarterbacks? Mm-hmm. Is he like? Does Lincoln make him good, or is he the guy he's shown himself to be? Do well, you get Spencer Rattler if you get Rising? Yeah, that's a good question, too. Like, it's amazing how that could have changed. It seems so negative at the time and may have been the perfect thing for OU. They get Kendall instead of Rising? Is that what it was? No, it was Mordecai. Mordecai. They went and got Mordecai. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, Mordecai. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess the book, the jury's still out on Tanner yeah. Mordecai. But... I mean, it's not like Mordecai has people questioning his prowess with but but I mean Mordecai wasn't his first choice like Rising was his like Rising was his right. Rattler was his yeah. Caleb yes. Will or yep. well Brock mm-hmm. Vandegrift like I mean like you go down the list um so yeah it might that, have, it might that's have interesting getting Rattler yeah yeah I mean and I I want to own it I thought he was awesome I thought Cameron Rising in high school was going to be a Me freaking too. dude yep um he still could be too it, I think I guess it's still technically yeah. early in his career out there. But I'd make a bet with him at Utah and Mordecai at SMU. I'd bet Mordecai ends up with a better college career. I'm going to tell you. Um, I think I'd go with that as well, Josh. I think just just the the eye He's test. Way better than Shane Bouchelle. I think yours is going to be really good, but I also kind of am like, mm, I don't know. Like he throws about the ball. yours. Yeah, I mean, he throws the ball sometimes, and it looks funny coming out of his hand. 
It, it like there, it's weird, and I've noticed. Like I don't notice it on video. I notice it on pictures. Like the way the ball will come out sometimes when I watch it thrown. I'm like, it. Uh, honestly, the first thing I think of is I'm like, that looks like an elbow injury waiting to happen. Like that doesn't look right to me. There's something like about the, it that looks wrong. The way the nose comes out of his hand yep. sometimes, it's really awkward looking. Yep. It's strange, but he. But other times I see him throw, and I'm like, "Wow, he's really got an arm." Yep. And I don't know if he's if he's changed his mechanics recently in the last year or something, and he's just kind of in between, and he's kind of. I don't know what it is, but there's just something I don't like, even though I like everything, except for just a few throws here and there. There's there is part of me that still wonders. If OU to make Caleb feel good about it didn't tap the brakes a little bit on yours. Because I can flat out tell you there was a time and place when OU was where he was going. I distinctly remember you basically saying like and maybe I'm thinking about somebody else, but it was almost like uh yours could commit in the next week uh-huh. or so type thing. There was there was a point in time mm-hmm. when I thought he was gonna beat Caleb to the punch. Um, and that would have been going back all the way before July fourth of twenty twenty, right? Yep, yep. I mean that that's that. This was about about this time last year. It was mm-hmm. clear that OU was out in front. And I mean, I'm this isn't from OU sources. This is from people close to him. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. Like I said, something just because all of a sudden it was like, nope, just deals off. And I don't know what that was. And he committed to Texas real fast. It almost felt like a spite thing to me. Like, I, I can't. And that, that's, again, that's me connecting the dots. I don't want to make it sound like it. It was just funny the way it happened, um, the, the timing of all of it. And it should also be noted that, I mean, it is pretty well known after the fact that he's grew up a Texas fan. So, sure. Everybody knows how that goes sometimes. Maybe he was butthurt about something that Texas did, and then it's like, well, I'm going to commit to OU, and then reality sets in, and like, I'm going to go home. But then he's not going home. He's going to Ohio State. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. Jesus Christ. (laughs) So it doesn't matter. He was going home for a while, but now he's going to Ohio State. Yeah. It's like reality just slapped me in the face. I completely <laughs> forgot about he that. He was totally oh, early. with them. God bless. Well, when you think about the history, I mean, you'd rather play quarterback for Tom Herman than Steve Sarkeesian. That makes a lot of sense. I completely forgot about that. My fault. Um, just eliminate that. Uh, we all do it. <laughs> I don't, it's no big deal. I'm just kidding. Same. Yep. No, By the way, Texas let, let has me. the kid from. Cal- I thought I had this California fantastic point I just made, though. Here's the thing that is going to baffle me more than anything else in recent memory. And this is, like, stuff that we know, seeing kids in college. Like, if, J- if JT Daniels goes in and actually has a great year as a Georgia quarterback and then Brock Vandegrift comes in and just sucks, I'm never going to be able to figure out quarterbacks. <laughs> or I'm, I'm going to feel like I have no idea how to figure out quarterbacks anymore. Well, you don't like Trevor Either Lawrence, or, so I think that... I No, stop it. <laughs> I like Justin Fields better. That's all it was. I thought Trevor Lawrence was fantastic. Well, yeah, he's a bear. <laughs> especially now, but even in high school, I was always team Fields. Well, it hurts to be wrong. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I was also team The Brian book is Lee. still open. I mean, Patrick man. Mahomes went number 10, Josh. It doesn't mean that, that he was a bust, all right? Ooh, uh, 10 and 9. Guys, 10 11. Uh, or eleven. Yeah, that's I'm right. sorry. 
we don't want to bring up the Patrick Mahomes thing because night of the draft, I have a tweet saying that this was going to be an absolute superstar pick for the Chiefs. So I saw it all coming, basically. It must have been all that. All the tape no, that no. he put up uh, in 2017 down in Lubbock against OU. I think what it yeah. is is that a little jarring. I think what it is is that Georgia is just the mo- most batshit quarterback crazy place on the planet. I mean, well, I mean, is it I limited? Love Jake to, Fromm, is and it then limited he, to quarterback? It seems like they had Justin Fields, and he left, and he was great. JT Daniels, I never liked him. And now he's there, and everybody's like, oh, he's one of the top quarterbacks in the draft next year. I still think his arm is shit. Well, who the heck was that guy that started the season? I had never heard of him in my life. Yeah, like the third-string kid that ended up winning the job out of <laughs> the nowhere. On kid. Like the former walk-on kid. Yeah. Uh, what was it? St- Stetson? Bright yes. Stet- uh, yes. Something like that. Number 13. I just remember watching him in that Alabama game, and I was like, nope, like, nope, nope, nope. This is going to go real bad. Stetson Bennett. And you know, I, I mean, I could be just thrown. That's a off. Georgia quarterback, if ever there was. A name. Like you're born to play quarterback in the SEC with that name. I could just be thrown off because Daniels reclassified and should have been a high school senior when he's playing college ball. So maybe that's it. Yeah. What What is amazing, guys? What has Georgia done at quarterback? To keep recruiting all these yeah. elite ass I have guys. No idea. Well, they've got a five star committed in this class, a year behind Brock. And I think, guys, I, I was very open. I think Brock's an absolute star. I think he's incredibly good. I've got no. I think he is too. Uh, I mean, I but, will say after the five star, I do like Bryce Young better than Brock. I like him. I like him as a. I like his success uh, potential better. And I know they it's were a such, year apart. But. It's such a tricky spot with Bryce Young because I didn't love him. I don't love him. But he's at he's a fucking it's Alabama. Okay to be wrong, he's Josh. gonna you he's gonna me. be really good. Like he's gonna put up huge numbers because Jesus, just throw it to the next five star wide receiver. Like it's yeah, not that is, complicated. He is ridiculously accurate. And that's the one thing that you know, watching Lincoln Riley come to Oklahoma has taught me accuracy with the right coordinator is all that really matters. It's true. It's There's not even it's not even velocity. It's accuracy. And Bryce Young is an accurate motherfucker. Finally, Alabama gets it right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy how that story has changed. Like just a couple years ago, it was like Tua. They finally have a quarterback, and now it's just like, well, Tua. Yeah, Alabama just a you know conveyor belt at quarterback. I. I don't know. I, I have full belief that my my man O'Brien can ruin a good quarterback. I I I I believe he can do it. Yeah. He ruined an entire franchise. I mean, I know, right? you would think that running a uh, just one position unit would be simple. Well, allegedly, the rumor was he he introduced Deshaun to his first uh, massage girl. So you know, did he have Hackenberg at been Penn quiet State for a while? O'Brien. He did. He did. He, he had to, that was right? his. Yeah. yeah, that was his first year. Was Hackenberg's freshman year, and he's st- what? What was O'Brien? Was at Penn State for two years, right? Isn't that right? I thought it was one year. Was it just know, one? I think it. I think it was two because it was like okay. Well, Bill O'Brien's going to the NFL, and next year he'll probably be, you know, making an early pick and getting Christian Hackenberg, and everybody's like, oh, wait, wait a second, Christian Hackenberg's not that good. 
Uh, is he still in the league? 2012-2013, by the way, on Penn yep. State. Yep. But two years. Yep. But, I mean, I, like, I sat there and watched um, Swoops and Hackenberg, and I thought, man, Hackenberg's going to be really good, and he just wasn't. <laughs> Swoop. Neither was Swoops, oh. though. Well, and Max Brown Ooh. was there, too, and I didn't think much of him, except he looked like a fatty. He had, had an That was the Chicago head. one, wasn't it? No, that was the first Atlanta one. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yep. Mm, I, I'll just Jalen Smith. That, that's just that's the only like I think of him, and I think of the the tight end that you had such a boner for. OJ uh, Howard. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Well, then that, you that's had, one of your that's you one had, of your truest man crushes ever. Oh, who was the tight end defensive end guy? Uh, he wasn't a Gorman kid. Uh, tight end defensive like end Williams kid. or Mitchell or something. Hmm. From a couple years ago. Now, there was, I mean, last year there was a kid from Nevada, but I don't think you ever saw him. Uh, the kid that went to Georgia and was really good last year. As a no, this is somebody I just in. saw on tape that I fell in love with. Okay. Okay. But, no, anyway. Um, yeah. No, the, the one thing I remember about that camp is the running back that was there. He was no longer with us. Greg Bryant? Yes. Yep. And I think he was no you commitment while we were there. I believe that's right. He was. And that was the first time you were like, "Watch out for Notre Dame." I started. I was like, "Wait, what?" Like, because he was so gung ho about OU, and then everybody you talked to all of a sudden was like, "No, you might want to keep an eye on that." And then I think within like a month, he'd flipped. Uh, all right, anything, uh, Josh, just recruiting wise, uh, that's uh, floating out there that we could get to. Go ahead, Eddie. Oh, I was just—I was just going to say. It seems like Champion Barbecue just reading over Oklahoma today. I mean, that it continues. That might be the biggest single recruiting weekend. And Bob, I think you said this. Uh, told me this this morning. It's like it might be the biggest recruiting weekend in the history of OU recruiting, just from what There's they're trying to build ones. up. Yeah, like Notre Dame, two thousand twelve, Buckeyes, twenty sixteen. But I don't if they can really get all the names that they're banking on. Next next month, that would top it. The 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 big addition this week was uh, Caden Green, the twenty twenty three offensive lineman. That's like number thirty seven in the country, one of the top offensive tackles. Uh, actually, just secured an invite to the five star challenge. Uh, doing really well at the Indianapolis Rivals camp, so we'll get a chance to see him this summer at that at the five star. So it this list just gets crazier and crazier by the minute. Um, you know, there are a few other guys I'm still trying to confirm with um, that you kind of keep hearing these big-time names. Uh, you know, Eddie mentioned Woke. Uh, Jalen Hale, the big, big-time big wide receiver out of Longview, uh, that I, I have said kind of reminds me in some ways of A.J. Green. I mean, as big as that comparison is, kind of similar movement, real long, kind of lanky guys. Um, but really, like I said, just a, a big-time receiver that clearly is one of those guys in 2023 that OU wants in that receiver class that that could go down as even better than the group in the the 2019 class that we've all talked about the three five stars but this group might be not just better on the field which seems possible right now with no more than that group has done but also 
could be better in the rankings, which is pretty amazing considering how highly you know valued all of those guys were. But Hale has told me that he will um, that he's planning to be in Norman. He's trying to make sure his dad can get off of work, and if his dad can get off work, that's where he's going to be. Uh, an, another interesting note: Jonte Cook won't be there, but Jonte Cook has told me he will be at Oklahoma twice in the month of June. Uh, it's going to visit Alabama the weekend of the barbecue, but it's going to hit OU the first week of the you know of June, and then hit him back again on the last few days. <laughs> now, to be fair to him, he told me June thirty first. I was corrected in the woke thread. There is no June thirty first, and I should own. I am terrible with calendars. I suck at the thirty thirty first in this month. I can't remember it. I, it's just not in me to know it. I, I don't do it. So that's on me for not checking him on that. But I'm guessing he meant June thirtieth. He's going to go on that last day of the month. I was going to if uh, uh, if you care, you put that had already uh-huh. been taken care of. But yeah, what a surprise! Bob got out douched. <laughs> if at, at any point with the champion barbecue thing, and I know that this has kind of been a concern, and I don't know if it's a concern. I guess it's a good thing. But at some point, does it get too big and it takes away from the, like I guess, quote-unquote, specialness of being invited to something like that? There is. I mean, I, I think, and, and I've, I've got to think, and I, and I, I kind of want to ask that question that just hasn't been, or I, I've kind of beaten around it, but I've not gotten a direct answer of what that number is. Do they feel comfortable with 40-45? Is it more about specific number, like positional breakdowns? Like, we don't want more than six guys at one position or seven, you know, that kind of deal. Um, but, like I said, I know the offensive line group is going to be really big. And then, like I said, you throw in Luke Montgomery, the 2023 offensive line offer from Ohio, Caden Green, who I just mentioned from Missouri. Uh, you know, you throw in a couple of unofficial visits, and that's just who we've confirmed so far. There's going to be – that list is going to get a lot bigger. It's crazy to think, guys. We've been talking about this for so long. It's still a month and a week away. Like, there's still a ton of yeah. time for this thing to change and evolve. But I think the official visit list is just about set at about 18, 19 guys. And I don't think Oklahoma wants to bring that many guys in, but like I talked about last week, there is that concern of what if things go bad and all of a sudden, you know, we're back to where we were last year and guys can't take visits and guys can't come in. OU's got it, you know, they're trying to get the guys they want in and kind of move forward with that. But like, uh, you know, I guess one other thing I did want to mention because Kerry just kind of asked, you know, what's kind of been going around. What I do here that I think is getting interesting in the secondary is I think Oklahoma is opening up more and more to the idea of taking some of these kind of bigger corner targets and maybe thinking about moving them to safety. Like, or, you know, giving them a shot at safety or giving them that option, you know, hey, you can play corner and that's fine, but maybe safety is your fastest way to the field. And I, I kind of look at a guy like Jaden Rowe from Union that just recently committed as being a really good example of that because he's so big. But, I mean, it's a guy that we have on, you know, he put out a video of him running like 10-4-5 or something, something crazy at a recent track meet for a guy that's listed at like 6-3-2-10. I, I don't care where you put that dude. Just get him on the field. So, like I said, there, there, is, there is starting to become some flexibility. I think Ch- uh, Chance Biddle uh, is really the one guy at safety that I can say, yeah, that that's a dude they're zeroing in on. Jalen Lewis, who we talked about a little bit, I'm starting to get a feeling maybe that's changed a little bit. I think he had a couple of camp performances that maybe kind of gave some people some pause. But we'll we'll keep watching all of it. But I, I think you're starting to see more and more of guys 
that are maybe seen right now as corner or nickel type guys that might get shifted kind of to a safety perspective. Is that a well, Josh? Go ahead, Bob. Would that be Austin Jordan, Gentry Williams? Are they pure corners? Gentry to me is no doubt a corner. Like I, I just his game doesn't play to a safety to me. Austin Jordan is a bigger guy than people realize he is. That's a big, long kind of athletic dude. You know what, what? You know yet another guy at Denton Ryan that's just a, a monstrous looking guy. Um, but I think he's a corner to me. I think that's what OU wants. I think they want Gentry and Austin to be their corners, and then kind of move from there but what i will say that's interesting bob and i'm kind of basing what i say about gentry off of what i think is clear and obvious but as i've talked about before most of the recruitment of gentry williams is being done by alex grinch whose position is safety so maybe maybe you're not crazy in that maybe that makes some sense but uh everything i've been told is that corner is where he's seen is that i guess philosophy change is that a product of because they haven't been able to recruit the quote-unquote I guess safety position as well as maybe they hoped or is because I, I wouldn't imagine that like a a row the Jane Rowe kid you're not going to find a whole lot of those across the country I guess is what I'm trying to say oh absolutely I mean like I said Jaden Rowe is kind of like Jordan Mukes last year a guy with that that Body type, which is way bigger than six foot one, <laughs> and th- like that can run like he does. I, you kind of have to take that chance. Like you have to believe in yourself that you can develop that type of player and that type of athlete into the guy you need him to be. Jaden Rowe, same way. Like when when he starts, you know, a guy. If if you're six three two ten and you run sub eleven in the in the hundred. You should have multiple Division One scholarships. I don't even really care if you played football before. Like you, that that is a rare combination of size and speed. But I do think what you're saying, Eddie, is there's some truth in that. They haven't been able to get in on as many of the safeties they would want, and I think it's one of the few positions on defense where they have to fight. Like, okay, we're not going to fall too in love with this guy because of this thing or the other. Because most of the elite defensive backs that play at the high school level play corner. They just do. Uh, Because a team can put them out there and just that side of the field is gone. I mean, a, a, a good corner. Gentry Williams, no one wants to throw that side of the field against Booker T. No one ever, no way, no how. And that's how it could. So you just take that away from an offense. So that's. There is some advantage in that. And I think the problem is OU has such a belief in their, you know, height, weight, speed guys. You don't get a lot of that safety. There's not a lot of high school safeties that are running like what we just talked about with Jaden Rowe. There's not, you're not going to find many dudes like that. So they are taking bigger corners and saying, you know, hey, we're going to move you around. It's kind of, kind of like what OU used to do with tight ends. They take big tight ends and turn them into offensive tackles. They're just, you know, hey, you project better here. Let us work you out there. Except the Ravens don't do that, and they're doing pretty good with the tight end thing. Yeah. Uh, of course, they, know, have, they find some of the biggest humans on the planet. When your quarterback can't throw the ball over 10 yards, you got to have a tight end, right? Oh, man. Oh. Ah. Spot the lie. He froze out Hollywood Brown and uh, Mark Andrews. I'm just trying to get my boys some balls, you know? 
I will say that uh, that's gonna be interesting seeing him with Tylen Wallace having a, mm-hmm. another deep threat. Who was they took another tight end too, didn't they? The Ravens. They took a fullback, I think. Michigan, oh, did they? The Michigan fullback, I think. Was it Stevenson? Because he was one of fullbacks in the draft. Who took the Friarmouth kid? It wasn't them. He went what, early, was, uh, early. Yeah. Yeah, he was like second round. Um, Pittsburgh, right? Yes. Yeah. It was the 55th Instead pick. They took. Yep. That's Friar right. Muth. Oh, they got. You know who else? Baltimore guy. I mean, Tylen Wallace is obviously the guy that caught everybody's attention here, but uh, Rashad Bateman, the kid from Minnesota. Oh yeah, that's right. That was their first you know round pick. You know who else I really like? I like the Fitzgerald kid from Louisville, the receiver. He's good. See, it's it's probably not, like I'm going to bet in the years to come you're going to see a lot of OU defensive players go to the Ravens that because they believe in the same shit: height, weight, speed. That Jason Oway kid that didn't have a damn uh, intercept or didn't have a sack last year, they took him. He's 6'5", 260, and ran sub 4'4". Four, four. Yep, that that makes sense. It's like the but, defensive end from uh, Miami that went in the first round that didn't even play last year, but had yeah, 18 yeah. sacks in uh, 2019. What was the kid's name? Uh, God. Uh, R- Russo. Russo, Russo. Yeah. Russo. Yeah, Gregory yep. Russo. Uh, yeah, and Kerry, K- nicely done. They got Ben Mason from Michigan, who I believe was a uh, oh, winner of the what's the Barstool Fullback Award. Uh, the um, Oh, that's, oh uh, damn it. Yeah, I know is it what you're the talking low about. Man? Low man, yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly yeah. what it is. Yep, he is, so. and he is like he is cut from the fullback cloth. I think he's listed as a tight end though, and also yeah, feeding carries carries belief. They got Ben Cleveland, that offensive lineman oh, from Georgia. Oh my god, just a meat mountain of a human being, but like flat bellied, like just a yes. huge human being. He's the most impressive man I've seen in my life. I would say. I mean, he would have like been a junior when we saw him in Baltimore the, for the first time. Uh-huh. Yep. And that was, like, he wasn't all that well-known at that point. Like, it was kind of a guy that, I don't think it was Chad, because I don't think Chad was with us at that point. But, like, his name was just starting to get out. Maybe it was Woody had seen him and really liked him. But, like, he wasn't, like, I think at that point he only had, like, a handful of offers. And then, of course, it just exploded and he ended up being a five-star. Um yeah. Is it too early to, and we'll be talking about it, I'm sure, in upcoming unofficial 40s, but just like what the scene's going to be for camp settings this summer and predominantly like the norm OU camp and stuff like that, the satellite camps that they're going to have. Do you, well, those will be pretty busy, I would think. Wouldn't you think? Uh, I absolutely would. I think, kid, like, again, it's just like the the rivals camps, the Nike camps, like they've been – slammed with more guys because everybody missed it. Like, I think guys had a, a long time where they're like, oh, got to go to another camp. Oh, I got to go do this. And then after last year, it was like, no, like we'll take anything we can get our hands on. Please let us go to a camp. Let us go do something. So I'm going to guess Oklahoma gets a lot of good feedback on inviting guys up to camp. Um, and they've got their I, – I, I don't have the dates in front of me, but I've been told – yeah, the, the those are the ones that are noted as the elite. That's really going to be yep. the ones where you see guys. Like I don't think now. Don't get me wrong. If a kid can't make one and you know says, "Hey, I, I'm going to come to this," then you know whatever, fine. But I, I think that's definitely what OU is pushing for, and it'll be interesting though because I mean they're already making a ton of 2023 offers. 
how many guys, you know, is it going to be a couple of in-state guys that maybe they like? Like, it'll be interesting right. to see how they kind of like handle that. Dave because Stone or, some, or yeah, like yeah, that. yep, exactly. Recruiting's changed so much that it's so early that I think you're going to see a little different perspective on how they handle that. It's not going to be, you know, years past when like Reggie Smith was coming to the camp as a junior. Like that's that's not going to happen. Um, anything else you guys want to hit on before we get out of here? Of significance? I don't think oh, so. no, not really. Going back to Lincoln Riley, I was just looking through the, the uh, rundown of what he was talking about. He should have uh, come out and basically told ESPN that they don't want to be number one. Like, denounce the spring football number one ranking title and say that his team won't work hard if they're number one this summer. Basically, I think what it is, it's the uh, – the other team besides Alabama that we can put at number one. <laughs> yeah, we can't put yeah. them because, because they don't have a quarterback. Because well, well I, that, I mean, that might be like, spring rankings in a whole as a whole. Who else would you put at number one realistically besides Alabama? You put them number one every year. Yeah, and you can't put. I mean, Clem, all- Clemson because they look kind of crappy. They look that was their worst performance in the college football playoffs. That's because they didn't start the better quarterback. <laughs> DJ Ugalele. Ugalele. All the usual suspects, the usual top three, they don't have a quarterback. Well, I think that's They're why. They're replacing a guy. I, mm-hmm. You know, and, and kind of going back into what Lincoln was talking about, I think it was uh, Jenny that asked him what he likes so much about this group. It's the fact that there's a lot of guys that have played a ton of football down there that are coming back and being going to be big time players. They have what appears to be a legitimate defense. Yeah. 100%. Although, I don't know if it's... I, I mean, look, I think you put Baker back in that offense as a third-year starter. It's an awesome offense, and, and, and they're really good. You I got to have guys step up. You just have to have better quarterback play. And, and I mean, look, it wasn't... It was capable when Hurts was there, but it wasn't Baker and, and Kyler. Yeah, but if... if, if- it they has a chance to be closest, the closest thing to Baker and Kyler. If they don't drop a bunch of uh, touchdown passes last year, I think we kind of look back at Rattler's season a little bit probably better than it than it was. He played better than we think it was because yeah. the numbers yeah. weren't there. And I think that's why Lincoln was so hard on the receivers when sure. spring opened. 100%. But they're going to have to get, get guys to step up, not name Trajan Bridges. Get guys to work hard in the summer. Don't rob anybody. Don't commit felonies. That's your. <laughs> those are your two summer rules. We'll see you June one. Is that when everybody comes back? Is that when summer homework, guys? They kind because I know for the next couple it's weeks everybody's like going to be fir- back at it's home. It's usually like the first or the seventh, like around in there. Yeah, it's usually the first week of June. Well, and Bob, you kind of previewed it on the board this past. Uh, I guess it was Monday or Tuesday talking about like it's kind of weird that they're only waiting on five or six guys to get to campus. Yeah, right now only to complete the twenty twenty one class and Savion Bird are the only two not in the database for twenty twenty one class. Wow! All right, well that's going to do it uh, for this edition. And I know we did not get the five star reviews. Uh, keep going to uh, the uh, iTunes page though. Give us some reviews. We've got a bunch of uh, pretty funny new ones. Uh, we will start getting to that. And uh, also, I fell. Short of the Bob Stoops voice twin, uh, but guess what? We're going to have a lot of time to kill next week. We're getting ready to hit the uh, dog days of summer, if you will. Maybe so, we do need somebody to go commit another felony. It'll give us something to talk about. 
We'll be hitting the camp circuit too. We'll, I'll go we'll, commit we'll a felony if we state. have to. No, don't do that. All right. Um, <laughs> just worry about getting well, your new interstate car. steroid uh, distribution. I'm, I'm really interested to see what uh, car Eddie Young Edward picks. I don't know. I don't think he will anytime soon. Yeah, it's gonna be. I mean, we're we're a couple months away. I would say by the still exciting. I would say by the start of football season, maybe a Range Rover. Mm-hmm. I've been told that I can't have one of those because they're not reliable. I had a I had a friend that had a uh, Land Rover. It wasn't a Range Rover, mm-hmm. but it was a massive headache. Because I think you can. It's kind of like a bunch of foreign cars. You have to take it to the the place or whatever. Mm-hmm. It sucks. All right, uh, that's going to do it for this edition of the Unofficial Forty. We will be back again once again next week. Thanks for every uh, thanks to everyone for listening, and we'll see you then right here on the Unofficial Forty on Soonerscoop.com.